Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tonight on Piers Morgan Uncensored, a year on from Vladimir Putin's deadly invasion of Ukraine, I'll talk exclusively to former British Prime Minister Gordon Brown on how to end this war. Plus, another world exclusive is one of the internet's biggest stars with more fans than most A-listers and a bank balance to match. But is he a real boxer? Jake Paul controversially fights Tommy Fury in Saudi Arabia this weekend. But first, he gets in the ring with me. Live from New York, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Well, good evening. Welcome from New York City, where we're live and uncensored. One year ago, Kyiv, Ukraine, was a cosmopolitan European capital. The subway teemed with people heading home after work. Cafes hummed with the sound of friends laughing. Music belted out from bars packed with revellers. It was like any other European city. But at 4am the next morning, everything changed. In fact, the course of history changed. Russian missiles rained down on presidential buildings. Russian troops poured across the border in a three-pronged assault on this peaceful democracy. A formidable 40-mile column of Russian machinery and troops headed for the capital. Putin's illegal war was supposed to be over in three days. President Zelensky was supposed to surrender in hours. But he didn't. Instead, he did this. The president is here. We are all here. Our troops are here. Citizens are here. All of us are here, protecting the independence of our country. And it will continue to be this way. Glory to our defenders. Glory to heroes. Glory to Ukraine. An astounding moment of courage and of resistance. Well, that moment also changed history. Zelensky told the West, I need ammunition, not a ride, and the whole country followed his lead. Ukrainians took up arms, and they battered back the Russians, facing down tanks and tractors, repelling the invaders with a show of force, and bravery has become the stuff now of legend. That supposedly unbeatable Russian column got stuck in the mud and ran out of fuel. Putin's image as an infallible iron fist has disintegrated. We shouldn't sugarcoat this. It's no fairy tale. Untold numbers of innocent Ukrainians have been slaughtered. Many of those people who were travelling home from work and having coffee with their friends a year ago are now dead. Maternity hospitals have been incinerated. Women and children have been murdered. Towns like Bucha are now scarred by war crimes, massacres, which will haunt the country forever. But Ukraine remains Ukraine. 
it remains also a free country. Russia's been hit with a package of economic sanctions and military support from the West that's unparalleled in modern history. Vladimir Putin thought we'd all crumble, but it didn't. Ukraine didn't, and the West resolve hasn't. Kyiv stands proud. It stands tall. And most important, it stands free. The democracies of the world have grown stronger, not weaker. But the autocrats of the world have grown weaker, not stronger. Our support for Ukraine will not waver. NATO will not be divided, and we will not tire. <laughs> democracies of the world will stand guard over freedom today, tomorrow, and forever. Well, for once, Biden was right. The brave Ukrainians holding off Russia's barbaric invaders are not just fighting for Ukraine. They're fighting for a free world in which free people choose who they want to lead, them and their country. They're fighting for a world in which borders matter and tyrants can't just bully and bomb with impunity and grab what land they want. This war must end soon because with every passing day, more innocent Ukrainians die. But it must end on Ukraine terms not Vladimir Putin's, and the West must give Zelensky whatever he needs to finish the job. The freedom of Ukraine depends on it, but so does the freedom and democracy of Western values. Well, former British Prime Minister Gordon Brown is also in America at the moment. He's giving a speech in Texas on the Ukraine war. I spoke to him exclusively just before we came on air. Gordon, these are very serious times. We're facing the first anniversary tomorrow of the Ukraine war, of Putin's barbaric invasion of Ukraine. What is your reading of where we are in the war, first of all? Well, I think we've got to, first of all, salute the courage of the Ukrainian people. Lives, buildings have all been destroyed, but the spirit of the Ukrainian people has been indestructible. Hearts have been broken, but I think their courage has been unbreakable. So I think the first thing we've got to say is that, unexpected perhaps, uh, a year ago, is the sheer resilience and the willingness to fight back, as we've seen with President Zelensky, but all the Ukrainian people. And the second thing I think is clear is that the unity of, of the West has been maintained. Uh, so America and Europe and NATO, adding Sweden and Finland, have been working uh, together. NATO unity, of course, there's big issues about uh, fighter jets and big issues about uh, tanks, uh, but the unity has held. I think the worrying thing is that the rest of the world has not woken up to the seriousness of the aggression that is being practiced uh, by uh, Putin. Uh, we've got to persuade the rest of the world that this is uh, a turning point. If we do not support the Ukrainian people against uh, uh, the Putin assault, uh, then uh, people will think that they can practice uh, aggression with impunity. And that's why I'm wanting Putin uh, to be brought to justice. That's why I favor a special tribunal. Uh, that's why the ICC, the International Criminal Court, will not be able to do the job because it cannot try the crime of aggression against Ukraine. But we can all get together, like at Nuremberg, and have a special tribunal uh, where Putin and his uh, cabal would be brought to trial. We're both in America. You're in Texas. I'm in New York. A lot of that decision-making will depend on America's support. Do you think that President Biden will go along with what you would like to do? Well, I think it's uh, been uh, remarkable that President Biden has uh, visited Ukraine this uh, week, and I think he should be congratulated. I know you did in your mm. columns and in your television interviews uh, say that this was a very special uh, thing that uh, Biden did a year on, and I think it's important that he sent that message both to the Ukrainian people and to the rest of Europe, that he was 100% behind 
uh, President Zelensky and what he was uh, trying, trying to do. But you know, the whole of Europe, the European Parliament, the European Union, the Euro Council of Europe, the Nordic countries, the Baltic countries, France perhaps reluctantly to start, Germany perhaps reluctantly to start, now the United Kingdom, they've all said a special tribunal should be set up. Uh, the exception uh, is still America. You cannot allow the crime of aggression in the modern world to go with impunity. You cannot send out a message uh, that there's a safe haven for those who practice this. Uh, you cannot allow there to be a hiding place for criminals uh, like uh, Putin. And whatever is to happen in the future, it is absolutely clear that you can prove that the crime of aggression was initiated and practiced continues to be practiced. And of course, the innocent civilians, rape, mutilation, uh, all the torture that has been carried out by Russian uh, soldiers, that arises from the foundational crime, the crime of aggression, the one that was uh, brought for the Nazi war criminals in, in 1946, and the one that is relevant as a crime to be prosecuted today. So America, I hope, uh, will come along with Europe. Europe has gone with America on so many issues. Uh, America, I think, and President Biden uh, should use uh, Friday, uh, should use the day to say, look, this is the time when we'll add the, the, the judicial action uh, to every everything else that we're doing. You had an extraordinary first encounter with Vladimir Putin at the Kremlin when you were the Chancellor of the Exchequer in the UK <laughs> government, 2006. And it was quite chilling, actually, when you recounted what happened there because he made you sit in a, a smaller chair so that you had to look up at him... And then he started reading you out all this information about yourself, almost in a way to say, I know about you, I know where you live, buddy, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was the old KGB agent. Uh, and, and as you know, Putin is a small man. He sits at a, a desk above you. You're in a settee and you're sort of sinking into that settee. So you've got no choice but to look up at him. Uh, and he's issuing threats. You know, we're, we're going to sell our oil to, to the east and not to the west. Uh, gas will never come to Europe if you don't do what we say. Uh, and, of course, later, if you have an expansion of NATO, there's going to be retaliation. What I understood immediately, now, some people thought you could do business with Putin. I never thought that. What I understood immediately was that this guy, all he understands is strength. He'll exploit any weakness, totally opportunist in doing so. And you've got to send out a message of strength, and it's got to be united in the way that you convey that message. And we had to deal with Litvinenko's assassination, as you know, on the streets mm. of London. We knew that Putin, we knew Putin was planning further assassinations. We had to send a very strong message uh, that uh, we would retaliate and that we would not allow this to happen. We gave 24-hour protection to lots of uh, citizens that we knew were being targeted for assassination. He was going to send other killers into the country. And it was only 10 years later, I think, uh, when the guard had dropped. We had been, been protecting people. The guard had dropped that we saw the Salisbury killings uh, taking place. Uh, I am in no doubt uh, that uh, you cannot trust Putin. He is not a man of his word, uh, that he only understands strength, and it's strength that we've got to show. Now, it's strength we've got to show by unity. You know he's making deals with other countries to sell his oil. 50% of his oil is now going to China uh, and, to, and, to, and to India. Uh, you know that also he is, uh, there's a naval exercise at the moment in South Africa, South African uh, forces, Chinese forces and Russian forces. Uh, the way that he is trying to build Iran, they're trying to build Syria, trying to build support with other countries uh, is something that we've got, to, we've got to counter. One of your successors as Prime Minister Boris Johnson has today come out and said to Rishi Sunak, the current Prime Minister, that he must send fighter jets 
to support Ukraine militarily, uh, and also says uh, uh, that China should be warned that it would be an historic mistake if they were to get involved directly on the side of Vladimir Putin and Russia. What's your reaction to both of those things? Well, the worrying thing today is if the American intelligence is correct and China is considering giving physical support um, to, the, to the Russian uh, attack on Ukraine. Now, I don't know whether that intelligence is, has been proven to be accurate, and I don't know what the Chinese plans are, but clearly the strongest possible message should be sent. I said a year ago that we were bound to see a long war, I'm afraid, a long war, uh, that we will see the decoupling of uh, Europe uh, from Russia, and that's actually happening. But the variable was what China was going to do. It was bound to say uh, it wasn't going to uh, it, it really sort of um, criticize the Soviet Union or the Russia, uh, but it, it hadn't been giving physical support. So that's a very serious development, and we've got to look at what's happening there. Now, when you look at the military support, uh, President Biden, as you know, is drawing a fine line and trying to get a fine balance uh, between support for Ukraine uh, and uh, active engagement in, in a war. He's trying to get a balance between delivering, uh, if you like, military and other support and a declaration of war. And I understand from my own experience in government that this is a, a fine line, a very difficult thing to do. I don't think there should be a red line about uh, sending fighter jets. I think that's worthy of consideration and should be considered. And I know Netherlands, Poland, uh, France uh, are said that they're supportive of this. But we do know from Ben Wallace, the Defence Secretary of the UK, that this will take a time. Uh, and, and therefore, it's not a silver bullet. It's not a magic bullet. Uh, we've got to look at how we can increase the, the support for ground-to-air, uh, uh, surveillance ground-to-air uh, action to, to, to get rid of Russian uh, jets from, from, from the air. Uh, and obviously, we've got to get the tanks to people as quickly as possible. This is essentially, I think everybody agrees, a ground war at the moment. And the most uh, we can do at the moment, I think, quickly, is to get the tanks that we promised to, to Ukraine uh, to them as soon as, as soon as possible. Does this end with Ukraine being compelled to cede one inch of territory lost to Russia? Uh, Ukraine, rightly, is united around the integrity of Ukraine. Putin believes that Ukraine is part of Russia. These are two irreconcilable uh, positions. We have got to weaken uh, Putin. Now, there are many reasons why Putin is a lot weaker now than he was a year ago. He, he thought that NATO would not be united. He didn't think that Finland and Sweden would come along. He didn't think the sanctions would be effective. He thought we would treat them like uh, previous governments had treated the invasion of the Crimea. He is not able to sell his oil and gas in the way that he has in the future. But he's still got reserves. Uh, Russia, the Russian economy has not collapsed, uh, and it's uh, possibly going to be growing faster than the United Kingdom this year. So he has managed to survive some of the uh, sanctions uh, so far. But he is severely weakened. The key thing, and this is why I'm supporting this judicial action, to bring him to trial in The Hague, and to say he is a war criminal, guilty of the crime of aggression, the key is to persuade the whole of the world that this is a crime that is completely unacceptable in the modern world. It is possible to imagine, in his absence, Putin being tried in a few weeks' time for the crime of aggression. It's adding to our weaponry, if you like, the military and the material and the moral support, uh, the judicial weapon that was uh, something that has been used since Nuremberg to punish war criminals. Gordon Brown, great to have you making your debut on Piers Morgan Uncensored. Please come back soon. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you.
Thank you, Piers. Well, next tonight, some more sad news for the gruesome twosome. Harry and Meghan's popularity has plunged in a new poll. We'll talk about that next. Well, welcome back to Piers Morgan Uncensored, live from New York. Uh, in a few minutes, we'll be talking to Jake Paul, who's got his huge fight on Sunday night in Saudi Arabia against Tommy Fury. But for now, I'm joined by an all-star panel. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than this, frankly, of Fox News talents, comedian, captain and former wrestler, Tyrus. Well, welcome to both of you. Bringing your own... Yeah, uh, correction, not former. I'm the current reigning <laughs> NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I apologize. So it's okay. One cis penguin to another, I can forget. <laughs> How are you both? Oh, phenomenal. Great. Living the dream. Absolutely, every what day. What is the dream? What is the dream? Just keep <laughs> yeah. killing them in the ratings, keep winning at a high level, and having fun while you're doing it. Absolutely. I like that dream. Um, let's start with Ukraine, uh, because just I've been in America a couple of weeks now. Interesting sentiment here where there are a lot of people who go along with what Biden's been saying from Ukraine, which is, we've got to help Ukraine win this. It's about freedom and democracy for the world. But a rising number, as often happens as a war goes on and on, of sceptics saying, well, how is this in America's interest? How long does America keep having to prop up this Ukrainian resistance. What do you think? Well, I think the biggest problem is because we're we're not we're having issues at home that's not getting attention from the federal government. Mm. And I think that's the biggest thing is we're seeing these huge checks going to Ukraine and then we're eventually finding out all these loopholes and all these monies being filtered otherwise. Meanwhile, we're having what's going on in Palestine, Ohio. We're having issues with crime in our country and we don't seem to be getting any help from the federal government. So a lot of it is we're not taking care of home, but you're making uh, appearances in Ukraine, but you couldn't show up in Ohio. So that's where the argument is. Does it have to be either or, Kat? Right. I mean, is the problem that they just haven't taken seriously issues like the border, issues like this train derailment in Ohio, that actually if they had taken those seriously, then it's perfectly acceptable and correct that the president should be supporting Ukraine and being Kiev. Is it the problem is they're not doing this, therefore that is more glaring to many Americans? I think what's glaring to me is that if you raise any questions about even the question that you just asked, mm. even asking that can make, oh, you're a puppet of Putin, right? And somebody, if you just look back at everything in the history of this country, especially when it comes to foreign policy and different wars, the more that they seem to want to stop you from even asking asking questions about something, especially when it's our money that's getting spent, the more important that I think it is to ask those questions, because every issue is more complicated when it when it comes down to it. I mean, look, America's been in a lot of wars. Yeah. The UK has been shoulder to shoulder with most of them, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of them haven't turned out very well. Exactly. Let's be perfectly honest. We've, exactly. We've, we've wasted a lot of money. Some have been more justified than others. You know, sometimes to me, a war like World War II, where you have Adolf Hitler and the Nazis trying to take over the world, there's a clear and present threat to the world that has to be resisted. A war like the Second Iraq War, not the first, which was pretty clear-cut, but the second one, I always felt was fought on a false pretext. I campaigned against it. So these things are never actually clear-cut. And we found out a lot more, to your point, about Iraq and Saddam Hussein too late. Absolutely. And just, just like in this case back then, it was almost a demand of patriotism that you just blindly support that right. war, even though there were so many logical, objective reasons to have questions. The way that they countered them would just say, oh, well, you just, you don't, you're Do not you patriot. Do you fundamentally agree with the principle that helping Zelensky and the Ukrainians defeat Vladimir Putin is important for 
global democracy and freedom. I think that we need to remember that a lot of the people that call for these wars aren't the ones that have to go fight them, and that the people that fight them, it's not a zero-sum game. I mean, my husband served in Afghanistan, and I had to watch him go through a very difficult time after the Afghan pullout, especially knowing what we all know, that all the objectives that they were saying they were accomplishing when the Afghanistan papers came out, again, that wasn't really the well, case. Well, my brother served in, in Iraq and Afghanistan, and particularly with Iraq, he was very... You know, disheartened really yeah. by the fact that these weapons of mass destruction never turned exactly. up. The reason for the conflict didn't exist. Right. But, but Tarsh, do, do you think most Americans fundamentally. I mean, I remember, for example, the first Gulf War. Saddam Hussein invades Kuwait. It's not a NATO member, but the first reaction of America, the superpower of the world, was to go and kick him out. And most people I know, particularly most Republicans actually, supported that action. Is the only difference now that Putin has all these nuclear weapons that people are genuinely concerned that he might use them? Well, I, I think it's to Kat's point and to your point. I think people now have the the memory is a lot longer now. Mm -hmm. And I think anytime someone's in trouble, the average American is let's go, let's go do it. The problem is, is that once we run in and we then we start to seeing all this money going over there, and we're having a lot, probably the most. The biggest problems we've ever had in this country in terms of crime, we've had to defund the police propaganda going on in this country. We've got protests nonstop. Uh, we've got problems in our education. And again, when we're seeing problems uh, like with the chemical spill in, in Palestine, Ohio, we're just not seeing anything from the federal so it's government. About, it's about priorities. So it's about like where our priorities lie. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you have to look at a lot of the corruption or allegations of corruption with this White House when it comes to Ukraine, when it comes to China, when it comes to the dealings of Hunter Biden. So a lot of Americans are skeptical, and we want to know where the money's going. The one thing that I, I'm a big fan over with you guys is, even if someone misspends a hundred dollars, mm. you guys are all over that. No you question. guys don't play. Right. Where yeah. in America, it seems a hundred of billions of dollars, and we don't ask about it until they're already out of office and already spent the money. Well, we also we also call out our political leaders on lying. Now, I had an extraordinary <laughs> interview, <laughs> extraordinary interview this week with Congressman George Santos, who's now become a global figure for all the wrong reasons, Kat, because he is one of the worst liars I think I've ever encountered in public life. Let's just take a, a reminder of what he confessed to me eventually in our interview on Monday. I've been a terrible liar. I mean, would you be prepared to say that? Sure. Like well, I said, on, well, I've been a terrible liar on, okay. the, on those subjects. I mean, the brazenness of it, Kat. <laughs> just, yeah. This guy's serving in Congress. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, yes, I'm a terrible liar. I lie all the time about everything. And then he got fact-checked on his answers to the lie charges I put to him. Uh, CNN fact-checked him and found that he told a new load of whoppers yep. about the existing whoppers. Yeah, I love that he specified it, saying, yeah, I'm a terrible liar, you know, on those subjects. And then, you know, a million more in this interview. It's like, <laughs> you're a terrible liar, but you just love it. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's, it's uniquely interesting, the fact that even after he's been caught so many times, mm -hmm. he doesn't have any interest in changing, or maybe he doesn't even have the ability to. Maybe there's something deeply fundamentally wrong with this person that I don't fully understand, where he doesn't even consider whether about or, what he's about to say is true. Cyrus, it has to be said. He's looked at someone like Donald Trump, who plays pretty fancy loose with the truth and barreled his way to the White House and presidency. Maybe he thinks we're in a post-truth world. It doesn't really matter.
I, you know what? President Trump did have had some deeds to back up his stuff, and a lot of things that he was supposedly lying about, we've come to learn he wasn't. Mm -hmm. He was telling it like it is, just we didn't necessarily want to hear it at the time. But the thing with Santos is I think you have to look at it as this kind of, it's a severe narcissism mm -hmm. and a severe arrogance mm -hmm. to where uh, he will continue to lie because he thinks he can outsmart everyone mm -hmm. by keep going. I don't. Uh, you have become America's stepfather. <laughs> but, like, what <laughs> you did when, when Kanye was on, you did the world's longest interview to yeah. get him to come around, and then again, you sat, you took this young man, sat him down in the woodshed, like and, and, yeah, and tried to get him, like, listen, you tried to help him out, and again, the arrogance, and I think the fact that he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, and as long as he has that type of mentality, we're going to continue to see these lies, because he doesn't have the ability to come forward with his stuff, because he's just, this is who he is. This is who this person is, and he's not going to change. Well, talking about um, deluded narcissists who have a problem with the truth, Meghan and Harry... Mm -hmm. Uh, the current Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Obviously, there was this South Park mockumentary about, which was hilarious. <laughs> this whole show, devastating. Let's take a little reminder because it always makes me laugh. It has been several months now since our beloved Queen has died. Our Canadians are finding it hard to go on. Our Canadians, that is, except for our first guest, the Prince and his wife. <laughs> we, we want privacy. We want privacy. Hey, thanks for having us on the show. We want privacy! Um, what's extraordinary is the reaction in the polling since this book, Spare, came out, or Spare mm -hmm. Me, as I prefer to call it. Um, Prince Harry was liked by 32% and disliked by 42% of those polled, giving him a net approval rating of minus 10, yep. a drop of three points. Meghan Markle was liked by 27% of Americans and disliked by 44%, giving her a net rating of minus 17, which is a, a drop of four points too. So both their popularity falling even further since the book was supposed to restore their reputations. That makes perfect sense to me because it's always been an ability to clown on them about you say you want your privacy and yet you're in front of any camera that will look at you, you're a hypocrite. But the book, they were also denying other people in their life that kind of privacy. Right. They were exposing other people's secrets. So this thing that you claim has hurt you so badly, you are now not just doing to yourself, but doing to other yes. people as well. With impunity. Yeah. Yes, yes. Thomas, should we care any more about these two? No, no, we should have stopped caring a long time ago. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, the good news is, is that she should be happy. She's winning. She's up seven points on her husband. And uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I did <laughs> say on the Greg Gutfeld show that he did not write this book. She wrote this book. Mm -hmm. He just sat in the room with that uncomfortable look on his face that he always has, like he's sitting on a plate of glass. <laughs> so, and again, here's the thing. P Americans and people around the world, they love accountability. Mm. When you write a book to smear other people, mm. the, the, the immediate reaction is you want to look to what to see. That's why everyone was buying. And then you realize, what kind of a person would do that to their family? Mm. What kind of a person would put things out there that's really not for you to say? Mm. And so that's what the reaction is. And you're like, wow, this is, he would do this to his family. Who else would he do? Yeah. In the dramatic part, I was spare parts. Listen, if you were spare parts, <laughs> you never would have been allowed out of the test tube. They would have kept you like veal in a little box because you, you got to keep yourself the skin fresh in case they needed it. But those type of comments in the moment, and you were, the, you were spot on, you stood your ground the entire mm. time, uh, came back to bite them to where now people are rejecting them as they 
they should. And South Park, my dream is to be made fun of. Me too. South Park is that because they can't laugh at themselves. They've been doing it at a high level for so long. Yeah. They are above cancel culture. Yeah. And uh, every time they do something, I, I just get tears in my eyes laughing. South Park, you keep doing what you do. I you're totally doing. agree. It's just the, the Sussexes can't laugh at themselves. So for them, it's the ultimate nightmare. Yeah. For me, be a badge of All honor. they do is cry, 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 complain. And you know what? We all know they're crying in a way nicer home than almost anybody is crying. Exactly. Kat, great to see you. <laughs> great to see you. I know you're too. racing off to run the, the, the Gutfeld show yep. tonight in his yep. absence. So while the, while the rat's away, the mice are playing. Is that yes, right? Yes, we are. Absolutely. Uh, Tara, so you're going to stick around and give me a reaction yes. to Jake Paul because you're a massive boxing, boxing fan. fan. Yes. I'm going to get your take. Is he a real boxer? Not is yet. he going to win on Sunday? Don't answer. Right. Let's hold that. Kat, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Next tonight is a YouTube superstar turned prize fighter who's about to take on a professional boxer, Tommy Fury. First, Jake Paul gets in the ring with me for a world-exclusive video. That's next. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, one's a professional boxer, the other is a YouTuber who's taken up boxing, but the stakes could hardly be higher. Jake Paul fights Tommy Fury in Saudi Arabia on Sunday, and a winner-takes-all bout that's got the whole world talking. Tommy Fury is a pro from a famous fighting family. His brother is Tyson, of course. And Tyson says he'll leave him in the desert if he doesn't win. 
Jay Paul is best known as a Disney actor turned YouTube megastar and he started boxing in 2018. I'll be joined exclusively by Jake in a moment, but first, take a look at this. Jake Paul hasn't fought a real boxer yet. This is a fight two years in the making. There is no way that this man could beat me, even if he had a hammer in both hands. If Jake loses, his career's over. If Tommy can't spot a Jake Paul, I'll retire him from boxing myself. When I knock out Tommy Fury, people will have nothing left to say. I think we make a deal then. If you win, I'll pay you double. But if I win, I take everything that I'm paying you. Deal or no deal? If Jake Paul beats Tommy Fury, Tommy Fury don't deserve paying. Well, I'm joined now uh, from Saudi Arabia by Jake Paul. Jake, how are you? I'm good, man. It's been a it's been a long day. Um, uh, good to good to speak to you. I know I seen you clown Tommy Fury, so please go easy on me, bro. <laughs> please go easy. I actually, <laughs> while I was waiting to interview, I watched you guys doing a thing together. Quite interesting the body language because both of you have a lot to lose on Sunday night, don't you? You're both unbeaten. A lot of pride at stake. A lot of legacy at stake here. How are you feeling about that? I love it, man. I love big moments. I love the high stakes. This is what I came into this sport to do is to put on big pay-per-views, big events, and I'm putting it all on the line. The bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. Um, and there's a lot, like you said, on the line. It's UK versus US. It's the Furies versus the Pauls. And I have to go out there and prove that I could beat a professional boxer because that's been the number one criticism of my career so far. So I'm super excited for this. I want to go back to before you started boxing briefly because I'm fascinated about you and your brother. I've got three sons in their 20s, all of whom have followed both of you for many years and have wanted me to interview you for many years, actually. Uh, you were both 10 and 12 living in Ohio. Your dad was in real estate, your mum was a nurse, and you get given a video camera and you guys start just mucking around with a video camera. Could you have ever imagined that within 15 years you would become two of the biggest internet stars in the world? Definitely not, my friend. Uh, this whole journey has been absolutely surreal. To me, it still doesn't make any sense. I feel like I'm living in a dream on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but we just have these imaginations and are super creative and we're willing to put in the work to achieve our dreams and to achieve our goals. But that's part of my inspiration of what drives me every single day is to prove to other 10 and 12 year olds out there that, you know, if you start something, if you create a hobby for yourself, if you work hard, you can come from a small town like me and, and uh, you, you can really make big things happen in life. Did you have a, a dream, you guys, when you were young? about how this might play out? Or did you just think, you know what, we're just going to go for it? Because I've seen you talk about you've got to take risks, right? You just have to go for stuff and then stuff happens. So has this all been almost an accidental journey to where you've got to? Or did you have a game plan? Yeah, look, at, at first it was sort of a, a whirlwind and we were just taking it day by day, video by video. But when we started to make serious money, when we were 16, 17 years old, we realized that this could be a legitimate business. Um, and so we had to... You know, we had two options. Do we stay in Ohio and keep making these videos or do we move to Los Angeles and go for it and <laughs> try to become actors, get more involved in business, collaborate with the other big YouTubers and Viners at the time? 
and the choice we made was go to LA and our parents supported us in that decision um, and there we were you know months later 17 and 19 years old in Los Angeles I didn't know what a manager was I didn't know what an agent was I didn't even know what a lawyer did I had no idea what I was getting myself into um, but just showed up every single day and went on tons and tons of auditions and kept on making videos and before you know it I, I booked a role on Disney Channel and the videos kept going viral and one thing led to another. How much money have you made? <laughs> a lot, a lot. I don't, I don't know. It's, it gets to a point where you make so much that you don't even count it anymore. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> you don't know how much money you've made. I find that hard to believe, Jake. You strike me as somebody who knows exactly how much money you've made. I, I promise you, Piers Morgan, I have, I have no idea. I, I make money, lump sums, residuals, investments, equity, exits of companies. Um, so the, the net worth is always uh, going up and down, you know, even moving with the markets and such. But um, I, I mean it when I say, like, I, I, you stop paying attention at some point. And to me, you know, the money is great, um, but... I really love boxing, and this is what I was put on earth to do. Um, and when I first started out, I wasn't getting paid like I am getting paid now to box all these guys. Um, th you know, this is, this is as of two, three years uh, ago uh, where the, the Forbes list and all this stuff started coming in from this sport. So um, I, I would be doing this re regardless of, of the money. I, I believe you, uh, but I also know that you've, you and your brother are both exhibited a rare talent for making a ton of cash. And you are influencers first, I guess, was what made you what you were. You're now a professional boxer. There seemed to be a moment where you were making all the money from the YouTube stuff, but it wasn't enough. That for you mentally, you wanted to push yourself in a different way. And boxing gave you that escape route, perhaps, from the kind of road you were going on. What was it about boxing that you think really ignited that fire inside you? Yeah, look, it was the routine, the, the discipline, um, the passion, the challenge. I, I wasn't challenged anymore in YouTube. I set a goal to become the biggest daily vlogger on YouTube. I accomplished that goal. I was getting 15 million views a day, and I was tired of it. I wasn't creatively expressing myself properly. I, I wanted to move on to the next thing. YouTube was banning everyone off their platform if you swear and all types of crazy new um, rules and limitations and I saw this I saw that as a dead end and during that time I, I stumbled across boxing and it took me back to my roots people forget that I was um, a state wrestler a state lacrosse player a state football player and so I really got back to my first dream which was to, to be a professional athlete um, and everything clicked when I got into that boxing gym and I finally felt at home and I was able to um, mature through that process and figure out who I truly was as a man. So I needed boxing. Um, and, and it sounds like the typical boxing story, but that's why there's so many movies about it, man, because you hear it time and time again. And um, the, the boxing, the, the boxing uh, world and all of that saved me, for sure. It's the difference between your previous life and this one, that when you were a YouTube influencer, and that was how you made your money and, and your fame, that a lot of it could be very trivial. You were known for pranks. You were known for taking very little very seriously. 
But there are very thing, few things in life more serious than getting into a ring to fight another professional boxer where actually your life could be at stake. It, they couldn't be really two more different things. No, it's facts, man. And um, we, we don't take that lightly, you know. And I, I know how serious of a sport this is. I know it's the hardest sport in the world. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. But something about that uh, makes me rise to the occasion. And like you said, they're, they're really polar opposites. You know, waking up as a YouTuber every day, you just wake up and do whatever it is that you're going to do, come up with an idea. This is like a set regimen with the team day in and day out. It's, it's very professional, um, very difficult. Um, but, man, I'm, I'm just obsessed with it. You've called out a lot of famous fighters, from Conor McGregor to others. Um, why do you do that? And is it just to provoke them? Do you want to be in that orbit? Is it to get clicks? Is it to get money? What is it? No, man, it's, it's because I really want to fight them. And that's what I've proven. When I first called these people out, Everyone thought I was crazy. I'm, I'm definitely a slightly crazy a little bit, but <laughs> uh, they didn't think that was actually possible for these fights to happen. Um, and in less than three years, I've taken on some of the biggest names in the sport, some combat sports legends. Um, and so to me, I always saw the vision. I always saw the game plan. I always knew what I was capable of. Um, and I think at some points I was biting off more than I could chew with calling out these guys, but my skill has quickly caught up to, um, to be able to actually go in there and beat some of these guys. And I think it's to a point now where when I called out Conor McGregor, everyone thought I was crazy. And now I guarantee you he won't ever box me because I would beat him. And he knows that. If I could beat Anderson Silva, who's bigger, stronger, faster, better striker than a, a smaller guy and Conor McGregor is not going to want to fight me. Let me ask you about the fight on, on Sunday. You're up against a guy, like I said, who's unbeaten. There's a lot, a lot at stake here. It's a proper fight now. I mean, all the criticism you've taken that you haven't had a proper fight against a, a, a sort of lifelong professional boxer, that criticism ends on Sunday night. Do you have any doubt? I hear you guys have agreed now whoever wins takes all the money. And that's a lot of money, nearly $10 million. Have you got any doubt in your head right now that you will win and that you may win by knockout? No, I don't. I, I'm confident in my preparation. You know, um, anything can happen in a, in a boxing match, but you work to make those things not happen. Um, and he just doesn't have the power, the capabilities to, to do anything to be able to, to defeat me. And that's why I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is, because talk is cheap. Um, and, and that's why I'm putting it all on the line. And Sunday night, you're going to see me knock this guy out. Be there, pay-per-view, pull up. Piers Morgan, thank you, bro, for having me. <laughs> Final question. Would you ever fight your brother? I don't know. I, it depends what day you ask me, but um, I don't know if it'll ever happen, man. We could fantasize about it, uh, but... Who would win? Who knows? I think it could be really interesting. I would win. I would win. And that's, that's the tough part is... If he's okay with being the older brother that loses, then I, I would do the fight. But I just don't know if he's going to be okay with that. You know, that. this is how my younger brothers talk about me. And I still beat them at arm wrestling. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, 
Good, good for you, Pierce. <laughs> Actually, the one thing I was going to mention to you, I know you're the king of the internet and you've got 20 million followers on Instagram, but I just checked on Twitter to see how you're doing on that. You only have 4.5 million followers on Twitter. I've got 8.4 million. What does that make me, then? You're, you're world famous, Pierce, and <laughs> I think... I think you need to, bro, tag me. Like, you got to tweet me, tag me, bro. I need, I need some help there on Twitter. <laughs> you know what, Jake? Because I like you and because you've given me an uncensored interview, I'm actually going to help you out and get your following up a bit. I'm worried about you languishing down in the four million on Twitter. You know, you need to, you need to get that number up a <laughs> Thank bit. Thank you, bro. <laughs> hey, good luck on Everyone Sunday. follow me on Twitter, at Jake Paul. Jake Paul, the five million on Twitter. Thank you. He, he needs it. He needs help to get anywhere near me. Uh, my friend, it. my friend Cristiano Ronaldo is out in Saudi. Do you think he's going to come to the fight? That's what the rumors are saying, man. And um, I think Tommy's going to be his masseuse after this, like you said. <laughs> Ronaldo is known, you know, for having, I think, one of the greatest work ethics of any athlete that's ever played any sport at all. Do you look at someone like him and see a, a, does, a role model? But does he have the greatest masseuse, Tommy Fury? Fury. <laughs> I would actually you need pay, to step I his would, game up in that category. I would pay good money to see Tommy be your masseuse. Hey, Jake, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. All the best. Well, a quick update uh, to that uh, end of that conversation. Cristiano Ronaldo has just told me he's going to the fight on Sunday and he thinks it's going to be a great fight, which many people do. So there we are. Uh, you can listen to the Jake Paul and Tommy Fury fight live and for free this Sunday on TalkSport. You download the app, you listen on DAB or you go to TalkSport.com. So who's going to win? Well, champion wrestler and Fox star Tyrus has some thoughts, strong thoughts, and he'll give them to me after the break. Please welcome Uncensored, live from New York City. I'm still with Tyrus. So, Tyrus, you've been a champion yes. in the ring. What do you make of Jake Paul? It seems to me very charming, very switched on. Him and his brother, great marketers, great YouTube sensations. They're the amazing American story. Two kids from Ohio who had a dream. And, and like I said, you cannot not like the guy. Mm. And uh, I applaud him for, for what he's done. Uh, as a true boxing fan, uh, I was not, I, I don't, I never put too much weight, in my opinion, into the celebrity boxing stuff or, or fighting guys from UFC who were past their prime or whatever. But he was able to uh, cut out something to where it was rivaling boxing and attendance. People were tuning in. People were stopping mm -hmm. to see him fight. And what they wanted to see was they wanted to see one of their old-time favorites, one, get a little shine again, and two, knock him out. And he has been unable to do that. Uh, the Silva fight, I thought, was probably his toughest challenge. And uh, Who's going to win on Sunday? Well, here's the deal. In my opinion, Paul has nothing to lose. He's making a huge jump. He's going to go from fighting uh, guys who boxing with something they picked up like him to an actual boxer who's been boxing since he was 13. And 
The pressure is all on Fury. One, your big brother is quite possibly one of the greatest fighters of all time. Cerebrally, and now he decided to start using power. God help the other heavyweights. So the pressure is all on Fury. And Fury's last fight, he won every round, he dominated, and he knocked a guy out who doesn't get knocked out. So, and he's a very good counter puncher. So Paul started late. I commend his heart. I, I think uh, he has shown he loves the sport of boxing. He was offered a championship. He didn't refuse it. I, I, he refused it. I thought that was uh, tremendous and shows who he is as a person. But he's about to make a huge plunge. And again, we were talking in the back. Sylvester Stallone had a great thing where all the boxing and all the training he was doing when he did a, he sparred with Roberto Duran for one round and he felt what it was like to be in there with the amateur muscle memory and uh, muscle memory in boxing is key. That's why I guys spent, start so I young. I spent uh, a morning watching watching Manny Pacquiao at his peak in a gym in L.A., where I know, I know you've been as well. And it was so fast, so ferocious, so powerful. And the watching it at close quarters, it was actually terrifying. And he wasn't even at the weight level these guys are at, right? No, he fights at 154. So, you, so when you look at Jake, you look at, can he eventually get to a point, maybe he gets 20, 21 fights under his belt of fighting other boxers? Can he give Jamel Charo a run for his money? And I think that's, most people would say, no, not a chance in hell. But uh, Is it good for the sport of boxing? that you have these YouTubers doing I, I say not? yes because they're still trying to box. And then when you watch boxing at the highest level, you really have a greater appreciation for mm. it. Again, I'm not throwing any shade at Jake. I think what he's doing, uh, he's doing the honorable thing, and now he's got to put up or shut up. Because right. here's the deal. If Fury doesn't knock him out in three rounds, I think he won. Yeah. Because, again, uh, and if the, the thing about him that I, I like is that his his doesn't really have the, the shocking power, but he kind of wears guys down. Who would win if he did fight his brother? I think the reason why his brothers hopped into the wrestling world is because the younger brother's a better fighter. <laughs> so we'll just we'll just put it. But for older brothers everywhere, it'd be a cold day in hell for any of mine. The last, me. the last brothers I asked were the Clint, the Klinchko brothers. Yeah, and they never fought. I interviewed them in Ukraine. Their mother would never let them do it. But I said who would win, and uh, Vitali, who actually never got knocked down in his entire career, he said, well, he said my brother would be, but only because he's a lot younger and still in the game in terms of fitness. He said, whereas. But, but I think at their peak, I'm not, I think Vitaly might have He was a bad cut away from beating Lennox Lewis. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah. And it's, a great fit. it's going to be a great fight. It's good for boxing. Fury probably can't sleep. He's got the pressure of his brother. Yeah. He's got the pressure of the boxing world. And, and, and Jake Paul's playing with house money. So, again. Taris, great to see you. I would pick Fury. But I, I would not count out. Uh, it's going to be a great fight. Great to see you. Thank Always you a pleasure. Thank you for being on it. I just want to end with a, a sad note. Uh, uh, John Monson. In my opinion, the greatest football commentator there's ever been uh, died today. He was known as Motti. I met him a few times. He was an absolute genius in front of a broadcasting microphone. And I want to just play the show out with a bit of John Modson. Actually, I think we... Might be shaken off. And in the end, the German bench get up and protest at Gascoigne's last challenge. He has actually, Gascoigne, got a yellow car. Now, oh, dear. Oh, dear me. He's going to be out of the final if England get there. John Motson, he was there for all the greatest moments. He was the greatest of the commentators. Sad news. That's it from us tonight. Keep it uncensored. Good night. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.